Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And a welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, where we talk about that money topic, and um, I think it's going to be one of those free-flowing hours. Just dragging Michael Sharpnick from the Goodlessville office on with me. No telling what he's going to say. There's just no telling ever. Could, could get wild. But I think it's going to be good. That's right. Uh, yeah, so there he is. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> we were having a conversation... And, uh, Michael, it was, you know, I, I was just talking about, you know, you got Thanksgiving weekend or, you know, in that uh, period of time when people are spending money on things that, you know, for Christmas and they're mm-hmm. looking at the, all the sale. I don't know about you, but when I look at the ads online, Black Friday, mm-hmm. there's something about it. I just kind of get excited about life. Mm. I don't know why. Interesting. And is it, you know, going back to when you're a kid and you know Christmas is coming mm-hmm. or, or what on earth it is, but there's just this positive. And, and I know some people, it's just absolutely dread Christmas. It's, mm-hmm. you know, totally different, sure. you know, approach to it. Uh, and it's because, you know, just, uh, you know, family dysfunction or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's just like, it's, there's a feeling of hopeful, hopefulness that comes out, you know. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, just in terms of... You know, you get think about, okay, what am I thank, thank, thankful about? You know, one of the best exercises out there, there's a, an app that you can get three good things. Hmm. I think it's what it's called. I think it's three good things. And, um, and your daily habit is to think of three things that you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, don't wait just to Thanksgiving, you know, do it all year long. So, um, you know, and, and I think about that there's... And you know, you know, we're just talking about how so many times what we do is we we look for hope in these times, and we look for somebody to tell us you're going to be great, and everything's going to be great. You're going to be super prof- prosperous, and all you have to do is think positive, and you're going to be, you know, everything's going to be awesome. And I think, well, you know, Paul the Apostle said he was okay with uh, being, you know, everything being great or not, you know, not necessarily being. And um, I made a comment to you in the office about how. A lot of times, depression is excessive self-focus. We get focused on ourselves, and mm-hmm. you know, rather than focused on serving as being served. And it was an old mentor of mine. Good grief! This was a long, long time ago, and he would often talk about you know, seek to serve, not to be served. And and mm-hmm. he was just like this old school teacher that turned financial guy. And he was an insurance guy, and I was back because that's where I started the insurance business and selling insurance and and. Um, and then I got into mutual funds and all those tough things. But I always thought, isn't that interesting? That's just so upside down. You know, you think, man, I, you know, what do I want as a person? I want to be served, not to serve necessarily. Mm-hmm. And but I think he's so right about that. Absolutely. Now you you made a comment about <laughs> somebody you had seen because we want to get rich, going get rich, get rich, get rich. Yeah, and and you you were saying how you were you know. People are desperate for hope, kind of in yeah. in relation to that. that yeah, and, yeah. and I said, um, uh-huh. I was watching a, a little docu series that just came out on Netflix. Um, it's probably pretty popular right 
right now. Um, twin flames, escaping twin flames. It's it's yep. one of those cults. And, and I don't see anything. Yeah. I don't. It's like uh, it's funny. I remember when these people. I got a subscription to Netflix. Never watch it. Yeah. I, I should be the person <laughs> that goes and cancels that thing in a heartbeat. I should go through my subscriptions and do it, but I'm too lazy sometimes to do that. Yeah. Uh, don't be lazy like me. <laughs> <laughs> do as I do, not as I say, as my dad used to say. <laughs> but anyway, so it's a popular series on Netflix. And yeah. what what on earth is it? Yeah, so it's about this guy, um, Jeff Ayan, I think. And he essentially went and started an online business saying that he could promise people that they would be able to find their true love. And, okay. and he called it their twin flame, you know, so you have this it's one. Da- it's not a dating service. Not a dating service. No, not like, you know, um, Tinder or something like that. Okay. In, in that way, it's, it's like a course. Uh, it's okay. a, like a training process, you know, coaching process. Uh, he had different products like that. So he's coaching people to to find, find their true love their, true their twin love. flame okay yep yep uh, and he and he sells you know they and and then he had some multi-level marketing aspects in there as well where you could then become a coach and help other people you know but you got to pay him you know tons and tons of money to be a coach and he takes a bunch of the money that you make of coaching mm-hmm. um and you know and, and it is just this really it started off pretty innocent you know pretty you know some of the stuff was like okay sure and then it just continually progressed and just got really weird really domineering controlling abusive taking advantage of people just just horrible horrible situation no is this like by accident or was did he know that it was going to go that direction it i think he knew yeah yeah his his story is pretty pretty interesting he he like went to business school or something and he and he tried all these business ideas and and they had like some old social media tweet of his that said like you know what if i just started a cult one day or you know so it, it wasn't <laughs> oh, you're kidding me yeah that's insane yeah so he's actually not going in innocently necessarily it, it doesn't, doesn't seem sound like, like it. it he he was trying to make money i mean it's very clear he was just trying to take advantage of people and make money Ooh. yeah Ooh. yeah just just really disgusting honestly so so basically this guy went in there study business and and i could see where people would do that they go oh wow and because and, i look at you know in companies in general and how they use marketing and how they use media and they know exactly how to push your buttons right and that reminds me of the story of going back to the 1950s you know it was literally you know 40s 50s yeah so if you look back to that period in time and this is so often the period in the in the year where people get into some serious financial trouble. And this is what I'm this is why I thought this would be an interesting topic. When you just made that comment to me, I thought, oh, this could be really, really interesting. People get in a lot of trouble. And um, and and what I find so often with older people, I saw something that was 60% of people live paycheck to paycheck, mm. is what I saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the the finding that that I have come across is that people get into their older age and the regrets they look back on life and go, man, I wish I were better with money. Mm. And they may say, you know, because like literally they end up dependent on their kids to take care of them is what I find. 
And then they go, man, I would just love to be able to have a place here. I would love to be able to, you know, afford the the care that I need because their health starts to decline. And you just ask them, well, what was going on? I mean, back at that point in your life when you spent money on what did you spend it on? And, you know, invariably it's I got I got cars that were nicer than I probably should have gotten. I lived in a house that was maybe better than I should have had. Um, I've heard people say clothes, uh, that they spent too much money on clothes. They spent too much money on uh, decor for their homes. And and I try to get them not to beat up, beat up on themselves too much Mm -hmm. because, you know, quite often what we do, this is uh, this is really what's going on in their minds is people want to connect with other people. And they think that they're going to connect through things because people will look at them and go, there's a successful person. There's a person that made it. There's a person that, you know, I want to be like, and I want to spend time with them. You think about it, you know, how we're attracted to successful people, people that have maybe done really, really well in the music business or, or in sports or in Hollywood or, or whatever with people. I just want to... I just want to be around them like there's some kind of an aura to pick up, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. right? I mean, ever thought about that much? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we're, you know, we look up to those people. Maybe we we want their success, you know, and so we then try to put on some sort of front um, ourselves to say, you know, we have this level of success and, and we want other people to think yeah, that of well, us. It's like, you know, guilt, guilt by association, Sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's uh, success by association. It, yeah. It's almost like that type mm-hmm. of a thing happening. So what happens is that people end up spending themselves into oblivion, you know, just because of the fact that they're just trying to connect with other people. And sometimes what happens is spending is, you know, you hear, you know, shopaholic and, you know, people, uh, you know, retail therapy, you know, those types of things. And it is therapeutic because, you know, maybe they don't have a lot else going on. Boredom kicks in. So, you know, go out and shop and do those types of things. But we talked about hope. I mean, you can it can create hope. Like this next thing that I'm gonna buy, these these things are gonna. Oh, that's a good you point. Know, um, it's it's something to look forward to, something to be excited about. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. And and so with this person doing this particular kind of occult type of thing, you know, they're they're hoping that they're gonna get something out of it. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of where you're getting into this point in the year and you start thinking about how much you're going to be spending on things and you think, maybe I just ought to think of myself, my future self a little bit more and what things are going to look like in the future. Mm -hmm. And am I going to be looking back at this with regret? So sometimes what people will do is they'll just wait. You know, it's like, my wife will work. Why do you have to have that now? <laughs> right. She was great at that, you know, she, and, you know, st- you know still is. Because, you know, sometimes people can, myself, <laughs> I'm, you know, point fingers. I got three pointing back at me. Sure. Uh, can be a little bit impulsive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just waiting and going, you know what? That thing isn't going to make me happier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily going to do, you know, what I think it's going to do. So this guy, it's, uh, it's just interesting to me that he set out kind of knowing people's weaknesses. And where I was going with this is I think back to marketing in the 1950s. Hmm. So you go back to marketing in the 1940s, 1950s, and it hasn't changed a lot. You know, what we do is we get um, our base desires marketed to. And at the end of World War II, 
we were spending a ton of money in the war on tanks and airplanes and ships and and you know we were all coming together it was a period in time and this is i think this is instructive people were coming together for a common cause they had a common enemy so to speak or a common there there's purpose and you know in coming together and having those you know, i think back to the, it's a wonderful life and you know they had the tire drives and and they're trying to collect things they're trying to collect items that go that were going to be used in the war effort and and your rationing and people didn't worry about rationing because they knew what they were doing it for that there was something that they were doing that for now when that war ended what ended up happening is companies are sitting there going okay what's act two what are we going to make right now we don't need to make tanks anymore we don't need to make airplanes anymore we don't need to make battleships anymore what are we going to do we're going to go back to consumer products well you know you got this thing called the tv and it's pretty cool you got radio is actually doing quite well uh you know there was a lot going on there people hunkering around the radio do during the war to listen to what's going on and what's the latest update about what is happening and how we're doing um we got to capitalize this we got refrigerators we got uh you know stoves we got a lot of things that we need to produce and you know what we got this baby boom that is just getting started you know because the the, the fellows are back from the war and now we need to market we need to create a desire on how your life is going to be better and then what happens is that we study psychology you know and they were studying psychology of people and and what makes them tick in order to sell them more things mm -hmm. right and then what happens is that people start buying and the economy goes gangbusters i mean it's it's almost like post covid you know think about it when when people are coming out of covid they're thinking whoa man that was a rough period of time we just <laughs> went through now i want to go to concerts i want to you know want to do all the things and i th i think back and i wasn't around at that point in time post world war ii but you got to think that the same thing was happening in people's minds sure yeah yeah i mean yeah and it's interesting that you said that they um you know they they were able to ration because they had that goal in mm -hmm. mind like this collective goal we're going to make it through the war mm -hmm. you know we were talking about um you, you have all these marketing messages bombarding us constantly and there's this pressure to suspend and to be more right and it's almost like i was just thinking you know what is it that we have that we're thinking that we're you know that that ration mindset like what what is it that we have that can um drive us the goal in the future to maybe tighten up a little bit like like what what do we have that's balancing all of these marketing messages mm -hmm. that we're mm -hmm. being bar bombarded with you know that's that's hard for people to um you know it, we, we talked about thinking of your future self as mm -hmm. a stranger mm -hmm. right it, it's hard right. to to put off those things and, and finding little things that you can say okay um this is what i want in the future so i can be tighten up you know now a little yeah, bit well, yeah what are, what are we fighting collectively right, right now right and i think it's you know it's not necessarily we need to ration rubber or need to ration right, metal right. right now but i think it's a it's a point worth thinking about in that what we're doing right now is we're thinking in terms of we're looking at you know some people will look at it and say there's a decay going on in society and now we need to actually 
come together because we've been hiding from each other for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what, I think that's the thing that we are starting to recognize is that hiding from each other, getting on social media, getting on our phones and, and turning on TV. Uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and I made the comment. I said, so you're just overwhelmed. And she goes, yeah, just, I'm just, and I said, you know, what, um, what, you know, and, and it reminds me back to an interview I did a little while back and, and, you know, I was talking to, um, you know, and, and talking to this, this therapist and, and I said, so what do you think people ought to be doing? She says, you know, put the phone away. Uh, you know, get the phone away. And she had this exercise. I called it the Saturday exercise. You're going to put the phone away. The phone doesn't work. The phone's broken. The internet's down. Uh, your cellular service is down. The TV's not working today. Nothing's working. What are you doing? And, you know, I've had this conversation with so many people and just to see what they say. And so mm-hmm. often the answer is, oh my God, I'd go, and I had one kid, <laughs> just one young kid. Well, I'd go play my video game. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I said, no, 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 it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. What are you going to do? And he goes, oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that. I, I, I don't know. And we've mm-hmm. lost track of that to some extent. But nine times out of 10, Michael, what, what I find that people come back with is something that doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go out to the park. I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to go ride my bike. I'm going to go hiking. I'm going to go, you know, during the summer, I'm going to go canoeing or, or I'm going to go do that or I'm going to go visit... Um, a friend of mine down in, in the nursing home or, you know, they, they talk about something that absolutely costs zip, zero. Mm-hmm. And and then they recognize when you bring them through that exercise that the reason they were getting on the video game, the kids, the reason they're picking up the phone, the reason they were going on Facebook, the reason that they, they were going into, uh, you know, and watching TV, you know, for example, is they didn't know who to talk to. And it's like, well, you know, there are some artificial people on the other side of a piece of glass that I can feel like I'm connected to in some way. Sure. And th- to me, that is really the thing that we fight against right now. That's yeah. the common enemy is that disconnection. Yeah. And I, I think if anything good has come out of, you know, COVID recently and, and a lot of um, these things we've been through in, in, in the very recent time, I think people are more aware than ever of the need for connection. Maybe they're, mm-hmm. Maybe the, the struggle is how, the, like how do we connect? And, and that's kind of where a lot of the disconnect comes from. But I, I see that people see the need for real connection with, with others. And if you want a good book about this, there was somebody recommended this book to me over at Treveca. Uh, she made a comment because uh, I was talking about picking on, I was picking on computer dating. <laughs> she goes, mm. no, 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 Paul, it, it, can, it can be a thing. It can be a thing. I said, okay, I'll keep an open mind. <laughs> uh, but there was a guy that had written a book. It was called How to, How to Find a Date Worth Keeping. Mm. And it was really, really interesting. It, it covers, the computer dating is a little part of it. This one there, wasn't it, a cult, right? This no, one? this was not a cult. Okay. This is actually really good. And this guy was a, a dating coach and it was really eye-opening. So you know, it was literally all of the things that he would coach people through in the process of getting them inside a relationship in like six months. Mm. I mean, that was his deal. Mm-hmm. If he, I can get you in a relationship in six months. <laughs> it's like guaranteed. Uh, you know, but maybe somewhat. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's up to you a lot. Uh, it's, it's, you know, like ideas are a dime a dozen, but the people that actually will do them are priceless, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was really good. But that's so fascinating. 
what people will do and they will spend so much money. I think it's pertinent to talk about on a show about money. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's been listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning, tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything that we do is fee only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. What happens to credit card debt after you die? My mother's IRA will be used to pay off her personal loans. And uh, apparently that she had a handful of credit cards, had an IRA, and wondering what happens in that particular instance. Michael? Well, generally, it's going to be the responsibility of the estate to, to pay those out, and you have to notify the creditors of a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Scott in here was saying um, that he had a situation where Maybe he didn't have to pay some of that back. The credit card-based company said, eh, you can pay it if you want to, but he ended up paying it because he felt like it needed to be paid. Sure. But they gave him the option. That was really interesting. Now, in this particular case, you got an IRA. And with an IRA, you think about it, what happens with an IRA, this is one of the good reasons to make sure you got your beneficiary designations on your IRAs. If your estate is your beneficiary for your IRA, now it's part of your estate, and then those assets will have to be used in most cases unless you have a weird situation like that like what michael is just talking about it'll have to be used to pay off the debts of the estate whereas technically it bypasses the probate process if you're actually setting this thing up and have a beneficiary for your ira so uh and and you know and and one of the things they made a comment about in this article it says doesn't mean the creditors won't try he said generally Debts are paid out of the estate, it says, but, you know, technically what you ought to do is get a hold of any creditors, you know, let them know. Uh, but if you're not responsible for the debt, debt collectors may still contact you. They may try to give it a shot. However, state law may require a surviving spouse to pay a particular type of debt, require that the executor administrator of the, of the estate pay debt jointly. By a surviving spouse. So if you have an IRA and the spouse is a beneficiary, that could be a different deal. Uh, if a retirement account has a beneficiary who's living, that account will go will not go through probate. It's going to pass through that, as I was saying. But um, you know that that's it's actually illegal for them to go after your assets. It's probably a question that I've gotten from time to time: is well, what you know, if my mom had debt and she had no assets. Do I have to pay for it? No. Right. Um, unless, as long as you're a joint creditor on there. Right. It's just her estate that's right. responsible for it. And if there's nothing in there, then... Yeah. It, and like you said, it also varies by state. So it's something to watch out for. Yeah. You know, this is why it's good to have an attorney. 
Uh, you know, people ask me all the time about, you know, setting up wills and estates and trusts and things like that. And what do you do? And I, I like people that attorneys that specialize in that and working with them in regards to these things. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.